What's up and welcome to the Workout Nerd. I'm Julio Lopez. I've got my master's degree in nutrition as well as being a certified strength and conditioning specialist and a certified personal trainer with over eight years of experience in personal training. This one is going to be a short and sweet episode. Uh, it's kind of early in the morning so if I feel if I sound a little weird it's because of that. <clears throat> I just wanted to add a couple of things that I wanted to get off my mind before I would forget to address it. What I'm talking about is macronutrient distribution. So when I get asked like how much protein should I get or how much fat, how many carbohydrates, what's best for me, what's what's going to be the healthiest way to go about it. What I tell my clients or anyone in general that asks me these questions is that first you kind of want to look at your protein intake. The reason why protein is so important and why you hear so many things about protein is that that is what is going to be playing a major role in muscle mass maintenance. So like if it's you're trying to lose weight or as you're starting to get older, your body has a tendency of losing some muscle mass. Uh, in terms of age, after your 40s, you can lose uh, around 0.5% of lean muscle of muscle each year. Once you enter your 50s, it increases to 1% to, one to 2% per year. And after age 60, it's around 3 to 5% of muscle depletion per year that can take place. By consuming a diet that's rich in protein, you can actually, you're not going to stop how much the muscle gets depleted because it's just a fact of life, but you can uh, reduce how much it gets depleted uh, over time. So if you do consume a, a diet that's rich in protein, you can actually save salvage some of that muscle mass instead of just letting it go to waste. However, that's assuming that you're also living a healthy lifestyle, an active lifestyle. So just because you're eating a whole lot of protein, but you're still watching TV all day and you sit around at work all day, it's not going to do you a whole lot of favor. So you also have to make sure that you remain active, at least doing some type of exercise, hiking, uh, jogging, lifting weights, yoga. Those You still want to make sure that you find something that you enjoy that you can stick with for, a lot, for the long term. Now, as for how much protein, it really depends on what it is that you're going for. The RDA standards is 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight per day. So what does that mean? Uh, how do you get uh, how do you get that? Basically, you multiply 0.8 times how much you weigh. So let's say to make it easier, you weigh 220 pounds. You divide the 220 by 2.2, and you get 100. Uh, so that's your body weight. You're 100 kilograms. So simply multiply 100 times 0.8, it'll come out as 80. So that would mean for this person, 
that person would consume 80 grams of protein per day. Now, is this enough protein for you? It depends. You have to understand that the RDA standard, it's basically the bare minimum. So if you're living a healthy lifestyle and you want to build or maintain muscle, you're actually going to, there's a lot of research that supports the idea of actually consuming more than just the 0.8. So for, there have been some studies that suggest between 1.2 to 1.6. So that's like 1.5 to 2 times the RDA standard. But again, if you're eating that much protein, you also need to consider that the importance of living an active lifestyle because protein, even though it has its benefits in, in uh, maintaining muscle mass, it is a macronutrient, which means that it carries cal- calories. Each gram of protein carries four uh, calories. <clears throat> so if you're consuming for the theoretical person that weighs 100 kilograms. If they're consuming 120 to 160 grams of protein per day, multiply that by four. So that's approximately 480 to 640 calories that they're consuming uh, that's coming from the protein. If they're doing that and going into caloric surplus and without living an active lifestyle, a lot of those calories end up being uh, stored as fat. As for the fat and carbohydrates, how much are you supposed to eat? I actually tell my clients and anyone asking me this question that the fat and the carbohydrates, it doesn't take quite as much importance for the average person. When it's uh, someone that's an athlete, that's a different story because an athlete is having to train uh, a lot more, a lot more intensely. So they do need more more uh, of their calories from the carbohydrates. It's really difficult for an athlete to be on an on a high fat diet versus a high carbohydrate diet I'm not saying that it's impossible there have been some athletes that have found success uh, while consuming a high fat, fat a high fat diet but right now as it seems the research suggests it does show that high carbohydrate diets are the most beneficial for for athletes now for the regular person the recreational weightlifter the occasional hiker basically 99 percent of americans that aren't elite athletes professional athletes or olympic athletes you really want to aim for foods that are more nutrient dense so what does that mean is that you want to make sure that the foods that you're consuming have all the vitamins and minerals that your body needs. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have you have to consume a certain amount of uh, of fat or a certain amount of carbohydrates. As long the biggest thing that I want you to look at would be how 
um, many vitamins and minerals that you're getting. So what foods are mostly most nutrient dense are uh, are the obvious ones, the fruits and vegetables, meats, it could be red meat, it could be lean uh, white meat, uh, whatever you like. When it comes to red meat, red meat, uh, understand that it's it does carry a good amount of fat, so you would have to consider that as far as how much how many calories you're taking in. I mean, thing to remember about fat: uh, one gram of fat contains nine calories. So you remember when I mentioned protein being four calories, that's where you would have to be more careful. Doesn't necessarily mean that uh, fat is bad, just that fat is more calorically dense. If you were to so if you were to consume 10 grams of straight fat, that's 90, 90 calories versus 10 grams of straight protein or carbohydrates, which are the same as, contain the same amount of uh, calories as a protein at four calories per gram. If you were to consume 10 grams of straight carbohydrates, that'd be about 40 calories. So as you can see, you can eat the same amount of, of fat as you would with the same amount of protein and carbohydrates, but with the fat, you'd be getting more, more calories. You can still get in with your your uh, targeted caloric range, but you just have to make sure that you don't overdo it. And that's the biggest concern for fat. I know for the longest time, for decades already, it was assumed that high-fat diets were bad for you. More recent research has shown that it doesn't necessarily mean that. It's just the quality of the foods are you cons as well as the amount of caloric intake. So you can totally gain weight by having a high-carbohydrate diet by just simply not living an active enough lifestyle where you end up going into a caloric surplus. So, that's it. How much protein uh, should you aim for? Again, it really depends. If you were to divide up your macronutrient intake, so you have your fat, carbohydrates, and protein, imagine a pie chart. And when you divide it, it I'm really... Just looking at the protein part of the pie chart. So I usually like to give my clients uh, a range. So somewhere between 20 to 35% of the pie chart would be ideal for protein intake. As far as the fat and carbohydrates, it's up to you as long as the person is falling within their range uh, for the total caloric intake that they're not they're not overdoing it otherwise that's they're going to be gaining weight or they're not severely under under consuming their with their caloric intake and they're inadvertently losing weight and 
possibly losing performance. And again, this becomes more this becomes uh, magnified for somebody that's an athlete because of the intensity of their training. So, so the fat or the carbohydrates, let's say if you're, you're are consuming 30% of your caloric intake is coming from protein that leaves you with 70%. So yeah, you could either go, you could go anywhere from 35% and 35% of protein and carbohydrates of, of your caloric intake of, uh, coming from protein and car carbohydrates, or you could go um, 40, 30, or 90, 90, or not 90%, obviously. Um, or you could go um, 60, 10. You could go for any of those. What If it's something that is that severe, like 60% coming from your carbohydrates and 10% coming from fat and the remaining 30% coming from the protein, you might, it's totally doable, uh, but just have to make sure that the food choices are giving you all the vitamins and minerals that you need. You, if you're going that extreme, it may be uh, suggested for a person to use a multivitamin just in case to make sure that they're getting the most of the vitamins and minerals that they need. Uh, I believe the ideal is to try to say not stay away, but try to rely more on the food intake for getting the the vitamins and minerals. But there is research that does show benefit for taking supplements if if you're just not getting all the vitamins and minerals from your food. Then yeah, for sure you want to take a supplement. So that does it for today's episode of the Workout Nerd Out. Uh, I know that today today wasn't really. It uh, didn't sound as smooth as some of my other episodes because I was kind of talking off of the top of my, my head. And it's also, again, it's super early in the morning. But I uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I uh, hope you join me next time on the Workout Nerd Out. Have a good one.